Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you and never have I felt that more fully than I do now. I've often talked about my tagline, you know, every relationship begins with you, but I'm telling you what, more and more and more in my proven it's the truth. Every relationship begins with you. Your relationship with your beliefs, who you believe about yourself, about other people, about money, about trust. Okay? And and and, and the bis- the most important relationship is to understand you, who you are, who you really are, not just your physical body, but your your soul, you know, it, it, and it, it it's so because you see your your soul knows who you were when you came into this world and knows who you are now and where you're meant to be going. And what happens along the way is we lose trust in ourselves. And so that means that we lose trust in the world and other people. Now, this isn't about, you know, just this podcast, this episode is actually about cheating. You find out your partner is cheated, they've had an affair. What do you do? Well, this is what I'm saying. What you do next is going to depend on you. So who you need to be to decide the next step is more important at that moment than almost all other moments because you have to realize that your truth is what needs to be spoken. Your truth needs to be heard by you first and then the partner. Okay, let's be honest. What is more upsetting in a, in a relationship or a marriage than betrayal? Nothing. Nothing, okay? There's nothing more. Uh, uh, nothing. That betrayal, when your trust is betrayed in such a huge way, you are injured sometimes beyond repair with, you know, in, in within relation to the partner. To your spouse so you know forgiveness is basically all about um it it, it it means that you're never gonna put yourself in harm's way or tolerate ongoing repetitive serious harmful behaviors to yourself such as abuse affairs addictions anything that compromises your physical safety your mental safety your emotional safety and it doesn't mean forgetting offenses. You know, it means that if we're going to forgive something, we work through um, the emotions. You know, we learn to process it. You know, and it's it's about healing moments, rebuilding the trust, you know, amongst, with, remembering. Okay? So it's not about just forgetting. It's about rebuilding the trust while you remember and dealing with the emotions. Because what do I say all the time? Childhood trauma is not the events. Childhood trauma is the unprocessed emotions from the event. So if you're going to get through an affair, through a cheating, with a partner, you must process the emotions from the event and how it impacted you. It is so massively important to do that if you don't do it, then give up now. And it's okay if you say, you know what? I don't even want to go through this with this person. I will process it on my own, but I'm done. Because a lot of people have a line in the sand, and the line in the sand is an affair. And I respect that. And I also respect the people that say, you know what? The line in the sand is not the affair. This is what, you know, 
we can have, I recognize this and then go to work. Now, you know, what you need to understand is that, you know, an attachment in, in injury, which is what happens when you're in a relationship, you have an attachment. And so when you're injured because of the attachment, it's intense. So what is an attachment injury in definition form? Well, it's an intense trauma or violation of trust that basically brings the entire nature of the relationship into question. And it must be dealt with if the relationship is going to survive. So think about in, in childhood when you have intact, you're, you're basically getting injured over and over in a childhood. By who? The person you're supposed to be attached to, your care, parents, your caregiver. And guess what happens? Oh, ready for this, ready for this. This is amazing. Click, click, light bulb. Guess what happens? You know what? It's never dealt with. And so the whole relationship comes into question. The relationship with your mother, the, with your father, with your aunts or your uncles, whoever, your siblings. And, and what happens? Mm, well, you pick up negative patterns, coping methods, all of these things when it's not dealt with. Those, those relationships are injured. They're hurt. And then you bring the baggage into adulthood of all of the unprocessed emotions from the attachment injuries. Then you end up coming to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so bad. Because it's just, I can totally see scary things. Like, I see people that their children are going to end up right where I ended up. Right where most, a lot of you end up. Because generational trauma is getting passed down. Let's go back to the affair though. Okay. So, it's a severe attachment injury. injury. And so, um. You know, what, what you have to understand is when when you are the offender or you're the injured victim, you know, what happens for the victim is that basic assumptions about the relationship are shattered. Everything comes into question. What someone thought they knew for sure is no longer, it's no longer there. Okay? It's gone. It's done. There's a sense that, you know, the partner's a stranger. There's this sense of never again. Why? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Immediately you're going to think, I'm done. I'm done. Well, what, you just don't want to feel that pain and betrayal again. Now, I'm not specifically talking today about the narcissist. I'm not talking about the covert narcissist. It is impossible to heal um, affairs, continuing affairs with narcissists. They most likely, there's a very small percentage of them that can change. I am talking about, you know, their, the, the relationship where one of the people strayed, had an affair, and yeah, they might be codependent, there could be something wrong with them, obviously they have other injuries and, you know, why they did something, but a covert, malignant narcissist cannot repair the patterns because they were busted in an affair, okay? That's the truth. If a malignant covert narcissist is going to change or a grandiose narcissist, it's going to be based on losing something big. It's going to be where it's harder for them to stay the same than change. And I'm sorry, but being busted for an affair is not most of the time. Most of the time. There's always, you know, variables. But so, you know, it's you're going to go through stages of grief, basically. 
Okay, so what, what are the five stages of grief? Well, there's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. You know, so in the beginning, denial is happening. And the end has to be acceptance. But in between, you've got anger, bargaining, and a deep sadness that's going on, right? So the denial is kind of like when it, when it comes to an affair or cheating is like, I can hardly believe this happened. Like, no, it didn't happen. It's, you know, it's, you, you and you don't want to believe it. You know, it's not like you're denying what you know. You just want to deny the, tra you know, the, the travesty, the gra gra um, gravity of this affair. Why? It's self-protection. So you're just trying to protect yourself because it's so overwhelming. The emotions are so raw and, and, and big. They're big. So you just, there's a part of denial in there and the anger is going to come and go. Um, and, you know, the denial is actually kind of a part of the bargaining, right? So, you know, your life is about to change drastically and you know, you have to make decisions you never wanted to make. So if you can kind of deny it, well, then maybe you can bargain with yourself. I wasn't that bad or, um, it was kind of my fault or, um, uh, he won't or she don't, won't do it again, you know? And then that is when the sadness comes. Because you're bargaining with yourself and self-sacrificing, self-abandoning. And you realize that, okay, I can't deny it. Um, I can't bargain with it. The anger is getting me nowhere. And because you're realizing you're never going to go back to the way it was. And you can't make an excuse. You can't deny it. The anger is eating at you. So you realize that the only way through this is acceptance. So once you accept what has happened, you have a decision to make. Do you want to make the relationship work or has your line in the sand been crossed, right? Well, because what are you going to, so if you're the injured party, you're the victim, what are you, what are you risking? You're risking emotional dependency again. See, there's healthy emotional dependency. Codependency is unhealthy emotion, but for many, most relationships, there's a healthy dependency. And so now... You know, that healthy emotional dependency or even unhealthy, but, but whatever, is destroyed. There's a severe attachment injury right there. Just like what happens with your parents when you're a childhood. It's destroyed. There is no healthy dependency with your parents. So you become codependent, anxious, preoccupied, or dismissive, avoidant, or narcissistic. Is this making sense to you now? I'm being serious right now. Like, is this really starting to sink in with you? How your childhood affects all of your decisions. Your attachment style affects your decisions. Every decision you make, every relationship in this life begins with you. And when you are suffering from an intense trauma, such as an attachment injury, everything comes into question. Everything is shattered. Basic assumptions about the relationship are shattered. Everything is just, wait, what? What you thought you knew for sure was actually non-existent. Your partner is a stranger. There's a sense of this never again. And you're going to protect yourself because you do not want to feel this pain again. So now here's where the attachment style comes in. Are you a dismissive avoidant where you're going to detach? Dismiss and avoid. 
Are you an anxious preoccupy that is going to just like go, oh my God, and use the protest behaviors and, and you know, just which are never going to get you anywhere? You know, and all of this will come up. All of your activating strategies, all of your protest behaviors, all of your insecurities, every dysfunctional thing that if you have within you because you have unhealed trauma is going to come out now in bigger ways than you can imagine. And even if you are a secure, healthy person, it's still going to come out, whatever there is, because this injury says to you that your partner chose someone over you. Okay. It basically says, you know what? Your partner shared a set of experiences exclusive to you with another person. Crazy. You know, and when when somebody has been cheated on, you know, and they continue to ask a lot, repeated questions, they're just trying to actually um, figure out, you know, get into a space and, and show their presence in a space where they were denied. They were denied entry. And the intimate nature of shared um of infidelity of losing a shared space that your partner shared with somebody else is possibly the most painful of attachment injuries and it can take much longer than injuries to any other type of attachment injury to to heal which kind of gives us um which i'm going to now kind of give you um answer a question of okay guess what what other type of attachment injuries are there in relationships well there's a few fine these are the ones that i see the most financial betrayals secrets you know one of the spouses or partners spends all the money in the joint bank account um they discover a secret bank account um, the accumulating debt affecting the partner, um, secretly giving money to a family member. Those are all attachment injur- injuries, and they're severe. Infidelia trumps it, but um, then there's the sudden the partner becomes suddenly um, emotionally unavailable during a critical time. Uh, you know, they, the, so this really happens with somebody that is you know borderline dismissive avoidant. So all of a sudden, their partner loses a family member, or a chi- or they lose a child. Or there's a severe diagnosis. Somebody's living with a serious illness and your partner goes AWOL on the emotional availability. Okay, that's an attachment industry. injury. Um, they're hiding something significant about their past um, or something even now. Um, a big one was like the spouse, the wife has an abortion without telling the partner, the spouse or the partner. Oh, I've seen that a couple times, right? Then, or they find out you have an addiction to porn, um, a porn habit, and then something major from the past. You've been arrested, you, um, and spend time in jail. I'm being serious right now. You, um, have a child. Yeah, I've had that. And sometimes it's about suddenly, like, somebody becomes abusive. So how do we get past the attachment injury? And I'm going to speak specifically, really, um, a little bit to the um, to the um, steps to take and to get past and bring in forgiveness and move on. Now, here's the thing. There are barriers to this, which I'm going to discuss in the next podcast, okay? So there's, there's 10 things that has to happen in order to move past this. Well, the injured partner needs to share their core emotions, which is the fear, the hurt, the lack of safety, the mistrust. And the offender needs to listen. See, anger is normal, okay? It's a, it's an, it's a protection. Anger keeps the injured person from getting too close, too fast. But it also prevents um, um, the, the, the partners 
to actually get close enough to, for um, to the pain so the offender can actually validate and understand how much pain they've put their partner through. Um, number two is the offender needs to validate the pain. And it must be done in a non-defensive manner. Yeah, I cheated, but, or, okay. Oh, really? Well, what did you, I mean, it, this needs to be massive validation, okay? So the number three is the, it, when they're val being validated, the injured partner needs to share the deeper emotions, which is always fear of being injured again. And the offender has to acknowledge this. Number four, the, four, the offender needs to offer genuine empathy. Basically say, I hurt that I made you hurt. I feel horrible. I feel I'm, I'm, I can, I, I know the pain. I, I don't know the pain you're going through, but I can feel it. And I'm so upset. I feel horrible that I hurt you. Number five, the offender must be willing to look within and own the pattern that brought them there. Take full responsibility, admit to their mistake and commit to change. Because no matter what, you don't have a right to an affair. It's wrong. It's wrong. And yes, I guarantee it takes two to do everything in a relationship. But you don't have a right. Um, six, the offender needs to acknowledge that they made a conscious choice. That they chose to take actions that would deeply injure the partner without regard for anyone but themselves. They need to say it out loud. I was selfish. I am sorry. Number seven, the injured partner intentionally reaches out for support. So what that means is that when they are hurt, the injured partner is hurt, they reach out to their partner and spouse and say, I need some comfort and some reassurance here. Because guess what? There's going to be triggers along the line. And we're going to get to that tomorrow on the next episode about the barriers to all of this happening. Number eight, the offending partner continues to respond to the injured partner's outreach, offering reassurance and comfort in the present. Massively important. Okay. Yes, again, there's a barrier to this. I will get to it on the next episode. Number nine, the offender cannot demand forgiveness. You cannot demand it, and if you do, you have a serious issue. You cannot say, it's been long enough. Haven't you forgiven me now? Oh! And yes, there is some truth, but very little, and I'll get to that next episode. Number 10, this is so important. The couple needs to create a new relationship vision a new narrative for their relationship for moving forward. And it's something like, you know, before we were living with distance and managing stress that took our attention away from the relationship. We are aware now of the risk this poses for our connection and we're actively, we, we will like, um, something like, we will actively look for ways to reach out and offer comfort and reassurance to prevent further disconnection, right? So it's basically, um, step 10 is about, you know, I have to go through everything, you know, to get to a point where we can recreate a new relationship vision. So that means what, what got us here in the first place? Why are we here? And was it that there were, we were just disconnected for this? Was one of you not speaking up? Was one, why, why, how did we get here? And again, the offender is wrong. You don't cheat. You do not cheat. You do not cheat. You talk, talk, talk. You work through it. That does not mean that the injured party was like this perfect spouse. I'm not saying that at all. But 
ongoing affairs, especially if they're, if an affair is three months or longer, it's ongoing. Yeah, I, I, you could call it two months even. And that is the most type hurtful type of an affair there is because your partner is consciously choosing someone else day after day after day after day after day. One night stands are the easiest thing to get over. They literally meant nothing, but that can also, you can look at it as a chance to red flag. We need to stop here. I'm not saying it's right. It's not. But the ongoing affair is the hardest to move through. Because again, the offender is consciously choosing someone else over and over and over again. Yeah. And then what I get a lot is, had I not busted him or her, would he have stopped? Would she have stopped? I can't answer that question. It's an unknown. So when you have a lot of unknown variables to the affair... Oh God, that's so hard. That is really difficult to bring trust back in because those questions really can't be answered. And if the, if the offender tries to answer them, the other, the, uh, the injured says, bullshit. I don't believe you. How can, you know, yeah, I was going to stop. Oh, really? Were you, were you, were you going to stop? Or was it because you were busted? Did you actually, I mean, there's so, there's so many things that come in when that happens. So when there is an ongoing affair, it is a process that is brutal. And the offender needs to buckle in. They need to buckle in. Because you have just injured another human being in a way that is so severe You've caused massive emotional trauma. The attachment injury is about emotional trauma. And the emotional trauma is deep, intense, and immense. It can be healed, but you better be ready to get to work. And set your ego at the door. Set your freaking ego at the door because it's not about you until later. It can't even be about you at all until much later. And when and when we get to, to the later part, it's then when we begin looking at the marriage patterns. What got us here. But in the beginning, you've just hurt somebody to the core of who they are. And it's got to be about them. And these 10 steps must happen. And, you, and you know, they have got to be validated. And, um, and you got to expect triggers. You got to expect things. And to, um, on our next episode, we're going to go through the barriers of getting healing and a connection again. And what's a reasonable thing to expect? What's unreasonable? Because there are unreasonable expectations. Okay, well, thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. I love you. I care. I'm so happy you're here. Um, and remember, the attachment injuries the original ones start in childhood and so guess what that means guess what's being released the first day how to unlock your attachment heal um your attachment style going from just surviving in a relationship to thriving in your relationships starts on guess what sunday march 6th 
If you want in, you want 50% off the course for the early bird special for 10 people, 10 only. The code is EB50, EB50. Click the link in my bio, or the, I'm, I'm not my bio, I'm thinking I'm on Instagram right now. Or anyways, click the link here that's within the podcast and I want you to click on it use the code EB50 you will get 50% off you will get immediate access to my membership program conscious creators you will get immediate access to do it yourself to um my do it yourself um course tackling toxic relationships today right now you get access yeah right now and guess what else you'll get access to how to unlock the attachment style the introduction and a little bit about me and the first lesson will drop on sunday march 6th but there's only 10 spots for the early bird click the link eb50 eb50 is the code i love you i'm tuning in uh tune in in the next couple days so i can give you the barriers to how to um heal that attachment injury bye